Hey everybody, welcome to the second attempt to uh, get to know uh, Elotharia Gaming right here and experience the mind of Elotharia Gaming from Facebook Gaming. Guys, if you're new, you haven't been here before, uh, this is the channel where we get to know the content creators behind the cameras here on uh, the different sites, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. Um, so if you're new, you haven't been here, give us that like, give us that share, and let's grow this community because this is, this is where we get to know our favorite streamers, right? And uh, today, our special guest here is El Lothario from Facebook Gaming. Welcome, brother. How you doing? Good, brother. How you doing? Pretty good, man. So go ahead, if you don't mind, just giving a, uh, giving a, the uh, viewers and listeners out there who's not familiar with your with your channel just a little bit about your content. Again, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, so I, I'm, you know. I pretty much just stream uh, Call of Duty Blackout, which is going to be uh, from the Black Ops 4 game, but it is the first BR uh, that Call of Duty made before Warzone. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the streamers moved over to Warzone when that did, uh, when that came out. Uh, the true grinders stuck around for Blackout. That's going to be pretty much all I stream. I've I, I've tried streaming some other games, and the uh, the viewer count stays low and the engagement stay really low. So. Um, Plus, I still, you know, it's my my favorite game to play too. I love it's a love love hate relationship, but a lot of fun to play. Yeah, so that, yeah, that was one of my questions, uh, but we'll get to that later on down in, in the thing. Was uh, do you feel like? Okay, well, let's go with this. Do you feel like uh, you you won't get the viewership if you try to stream other games? Like, have you tried to stream another game and then your viewership went down? Because I know sometimes I'll see you with like 30, 40 people in your chat. Yeah. Dude, easy. Um, even even other Call of Duty games, you know what I mean. The community that I've uh, that I've built is strictly people that want to watch Blackout, and if they're not watching me, they'll watch someone else, which is totally cool. I support a lot of people uh, on Twitch and Facebook that uh, still only stream Blackout as well. I prefer to watch that. I don't really enjoy watching a Warzone stream. When I do, it's specifically for the content creator, uh, not for the gameplay at all. Um, but yeah, if I, even if I, you know, switch over to, uh, Cold War, for instance, and try and play multiplayer at this point, the community I've built, it's like, they only want to watch BRs, uh, and they only want to watch, only want to watch Blackout. It's hard to, hard to play any other game. Definitely. Uh, and I, I've seen where there's people that are, are one specific game content creator. Like you said, they built their community on this. Uh, and this this is it like this is the game that they you said love hate relationship sometimes i love the game sometimes i just want to take the disc break it in half and start you know going going fucking crazy with it right <laughs> and then i've seen content creators and i've interacted with them that there's a multi-game game content creator uh one for that i can that we both know for sure like he streams nascar call of duty both call of duties like he's he's all over the map but he's a good content creator and like you said that's when i watch a warzone stream that's 100 percent why i'm watching a warzone stream for that content creator so that's it's not because i enjoy warzone yeah, especially sure. after what happened two days ago thanks activision for again yeah. running a game that i've been playing since i was 17 uh, yeah <laughs> Uh, so uh enough about that <laughs> so are are you a, are you a full-time streamer brother Um, would you consider yourself a full-time streamer? I guess I I, I would probably have to say no. I, I I'd probably have to say say no to that one. Um, I 
I have a photography business that, that I run and that takes up, you know, a lot of time and a lot of times it takes up uh, big, big chunks of time. I shoot specifically uh, food and beverage photos. Uh, so I have the, I have the contract for SeaWorld and Busch Gardens. I shoot all of their uh, food photographies. So a lot of times I'll be traveling. There's, uh, there's 19 different parks and there's 25 menus within those parks. So when they choose to redo a park, a lot of times I'll be gone for weeks at a time and it's really hard to stick to a schedule uh, based on that. Now when I'm home and especially last year with the pandemic, it was really easy to uh, stick to a schedule. I used to pretty much go live around noon every day. My time I'm in, I'm in, I'm in central. Um, uh, pretty much would go noon every day and be able to stream for about four hours. As of late, as everything starts to reopen, it's it's becoming a little bit harder to 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 try and find the time. Um, but I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say full time. If it felt like that way for a year, like I said, the um the work had slowed down a lot, and they just weren't doing that stuff. But uh, I'd say part time, definitely a solid part time streamer. All right, so that that's that's awesome. Food and beverage photos, like that's I don't. I don't, I don't see, like, I've never, I never heard anybody who's like, okay, I'm, I'm taking the food. And I have a question about that. All right. But <laughs> real quick, I want to welcome Alexander Bernard, Rocco, uh, Rocco, Katie, and Elena all to the chats. Guys, appreciate you guys being here, man. Thanks for the likes. Uh, if you haven't already hit that share, this is how we grow and get our, our name out there. All right. But, um, okay. But, uh, so the food Katie is, Katie is mama. She said, I'm your biggest fan. Uh, but uh, so uh, question right here while we before I get into mine. Uh, so Rocco wants to know where have you been? He misses your streams. Billy and Travis also welcome. <laughs> where have I been? So dude, I was in I was in Texas. Uh, uh, I was in Texas for two weeks. Um, I probably got back about ten days ago. I was in San Antonio Sea World. Uh, and before that, I was in Tampa. Um, at Bush, at a Bush Gardens in Tampa, uh, for quite a long time. But um, I, I, have, I have been able to play uh, a little bit, like in, because, like I said, it's 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 so easy once you kind of have a schedule. You, you you see the same same people that come into your chat every day, and maybe it be on their their lunch break or their. Uh, the time and they break away from that schedule it's really hard to come in so i've played i've played a little bit um frustrating I, i've been playing off stream rocco actually who's in your chat we still got to talk i was uh i was in a blackout game and rocco killed me which was a bummer on my side but i'm pretty sure he was laying in a bush and then stunned me so rocco we still got to talk about that but we'll we'll hit that up on my next stream all right, so so going back to the food and and uh, the food photography, food and drink photography. So, um, so what, you go to like any restaurant, you'll see pictures, or not any restaurant, some the high class restaurants that I don't go to because I'm a poor motherfucker, right? They don't have pictures on their menus, <laughs> but so you go to any of those, you see the certain like, like it looks different than, than what you get, obviously, right? Because yeah. it's advertising, right? So I seen and read an article where they they do stuff to the food. Right, they'll add glue or something to make it look like the, the drink is con. So is that like legitly? Is that how they do it? 
Oh, dude. It's all smoke and mirrors? <laughs> so like, I always I read that article. I just wanted to make sure. Photo is, I always say it's all smoke and mirrors. Like, you wouldn't eat it. <laughs> don't yeah, don't put, eat it. I got to put like, uh, you know, sometimes I'll have lines of stuff. Lines of stuff I'm going to shoot um, if I'm doing a whole menu, for instance. And let's say uh, I'm shooting a hamburger, for instance, which is a pretty pretty basic thing to shoot. But I need it. You know, first they need to cook the, the they need to cook the burger not to like a you know a super well done state because at that point it's going to be all shriveled shriveled up and have like no juice coming out of it. Uh, and when they bring me the food, it's got to all be like deconstructed. So a lot of times the chef will like uh, attempt to build it how they build it there, and it may not be the most appealing uh, way to the eye. So I'll tell them like just just cook the burger. That burger's also got to rest for about 20 minutes, so any of the juices or blood or anything, I know that might be kind of gross. All that stuff bleeds out so it doesn't bleed into my bun. Um, and then it, it's all meticulously held together with these little teeny pins. So I'm trying to pin lettuce in the front so you can see green and uh, spritz uh, uh, olive oil on the tomato so it shines and the onion needs to be red. And a lot of stuff's done in post-production, but making sure it's right in camera uh, is is first number one. So after I pin everything, I'll make sure to put a put a post-it on that uh, f uh, on that plate that'll say finished, and that usually means it needs to go straight in the trash because I've had people like pick it up. A lot of uh, if, you, if I'm shooting for a restaurant uh, independently, like away from uh, you know a SeaWorld gig, um, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, you'll understand this. Not servers, 100. bartenders, people like that will try and eat a dead plate so quick. Uh, so you'll have to. You'll have to, uh, if, it, if it goes to the back, they'll try and eat it. And pretty soon someone's going to have, you know, they're going to pierce their lip 50 different ways with a bunch of picks that have been in there. So you got to wow. do that. But yeah, as far as the um, small little tricks like that, I mean, if I'm shooting pancakes, I got to cut little circular things out of cardboard to put in between each pancake. So it makes them look extra fluffy. It's all smoke and mirrors, man. You never get, it's like, it's like looking at a picture of a burger from Carl's Jr. And then you go get it and you're like, that ain't what I ordered. <laughs> you know, I mean, it looks completely different. It's all flat, stuff like that. I mean, you, you kind of lucked out shooting food and not like models. Like, so but that's just it. <laughs> so do you ever thought about trying to shoot like models or is, is it just strictly food? Like you kind of luck. I'm sure there's a lot of women in here who's going to be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He could shoot me any day. <laughs> but, uh, so, so I shoot, I, I, I do a lot of, of headshots. Um, I've shot, I, when I initially started, uh, I thought every, every photographer thinks of the money's in weddings. Um, and then I got married and I realized how hard it is to make one woman happy and realized that a group full of them in a room was just not my thing. And I, I, I'm, I, I tend to, my, my customer service skills are, are pretty good, but I can also be, you know, pretty quick to tell you exactly how it is. Cause a lot of things with, with weddings where I started is, you know, I have a shot list in my head. They want, you know, in 10 years down the road, when they look back at their wedding album, they want his details, her details, him getting ready with the father. There's a shot list that you have in your head that they're going to want to look at in 10 years. So having a, a sister-in-law who's had 15 mimosas grabbing my shoulder and telling me to take a picture of her son picking up a stick because she thinks it's cute. It's hard in that moment to professionally be like, hey, I'm not saying it's not a cute moment, uh, but she's not going to want to look at that in 10 years. No one's going to. I don't want to look in that engine. So just like, let me do what I do. So I eventually found that food I could light 
and set up exactly how I wanted, uh, and it doesn't talk back. So, <laughs> food's not, thing. food's uh, not going to look at itself in ten years. Locally in town, when I'm here locally in town, I turn on uh, like headshot after headshot of realtors, and that stuff's fun. Like my one-on-one -on -one skills are, are obviously really good, and I can make people comfortable. And I have a, a studio set up in my garage for headshots, um, so I'll have a lot of people pop in, do a headshot, turn around, go out. Um, so I. I do shoot. I do shoot people. Um, I just eventually found that the food, the food don't talk back as much. So I like I like shooting that as much. <laughs> now, Peter, uh, Devin, welcome to the chat as well as uh, Billy. I'm not sure if I welcome you or rather or not, but guys, welcome to the chat. We're going to get block out for sure a segment of time at the end of the show just to uh, to get the chat comments as well. But if I do see something that's been coming in, then I'm I'm gonna uh, trick that as as well right there, and I'm gonna read that and. And definitely get in there guys if you haven't been here before man always share that's how we grow this community man and uh, get to know these all these different content creators i want to talk to the world i want to figure out why they do what they do um but uh so brother what made you like so my question uh one of the questions i had for you was what made you decide to get into photography is it something that like you were groomed to do or family business or is it just like pick up a camera and start rolling um Nah, man, I, I, it, to be, to be totally honest, I, I, well, I say, you know, when, when I first started like with the handheld, you think the money is in weddings, but actually where I started was with drones and this was before drones were as commercialized as they are now. Like now you can walk into Best Buy and get a pretty awesome drone for probably, you know, 800, 900 bucks. DJI makes some awesome, some awesome, uh, equipment. Uh, but when I started in it, this, this was like 15 years ago, uh, in California and I was just like assistants on shoots and these drones were built by like <laughs> some hillbillies out in Montana that would actually fly a DSLR. It wasn't com as commercialized as it is now. Um, and it was like a three person system. One person would wear the goggles, uh, and actually control the gimbal on the camera another person would specifically just look at the drone to see because you know when you have the goggles on much like well not as good as a vr is but there might be things in your peripheral that you may not see so you could fly into trees or you know hit you know you're not high enough to hit any other aircrafts but that and your depth uh, perception is probably off as well would specifically just be watching the drone to make sure you were you were at a clear area where you were working one person is operating the gimbal and the other person is flying uh flying the machine. So it was a three person setup and we shot, uh, you know, I assisted on commercials for, we used to shoot a lot out in Pismo, out in California where I'm from. Uh, Pismo is a little bit Northern from where I'm from, but those dunes are kind of iconic for car commercials. So Subaru commercials were shot out there. Uh, Adidas commercials were shot out there. So that's what really set the hook in me in that sort of industry uh, was drone assisting on on drone jobs and then once drones became a little bit more uh commercialized i i think the first one i purchased was a dji phantom 3 and i just did aerials for real estate and that went great uh what eventually led me to the handheld from there was the realtors asking like hey i'm, I'm already sending you to take aerial photos you should invest in a in a handheld you can probably end up charging more money and shoot the interior as well. So it led to that. Um, and then I, I don't know, I, I really don't know how I found food from there. Uh, 
I've always, me and my wife, you know, have always enjoyed cooking and I worked in the restaurant industry through those jobs a, a long time. I bartended many, many years, man, uh, from 18, you know, I started serving waiting tables at 18 and I was, I, I broke out of that at probably, I've just been working with a camera for like seven years. So I'd say like 28, I'm 35 right now. So, uh, not to date myself, but. That was, you know, a long time in restaurants. So just always kind of knew that industry a little bit, I guess I would say, which ended up landing me there. Well, that, like you said as well, is like food doesn't talk back. Like, so the lettuce isn't going to go, well, I don't like this bun. Can we have a different, uh, can we have a seated bun? Like <laughs> nothing like, you know, so that, that's definitely, that definitely is part of. Yeah, I'm not shooting it. <laughs> Um, so question, um, that I have for you. So do you have, do you find it like, it, I think you, sometimes like you'll be taking a photograph of a Karen, and you know, it's just hard. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so, uh, and photography as well for, for the, the realtors, it's always like you get that one thing and, oh, like you said, you know, can you hey, take the pictures of the interior too? You know, I got like, I'm booked here, man. I'm like, jeez. No, but, uh, as far as like, yeah. so that's a question I have too. So I bought a house, right. And as I was looking at houses, right. Like photography like I'm, I'm telling you man like the yeah. tricks that y'all do to sell some shit right oh, yeah, is phenomenal it's like top of the top top tier right there right so like i was looking at a house and i looked i was like this is a gorgeous house so spacious right everything's good this is awesome right it's exactly what i'm looking mm -hmm. for. and it's within my price range hell yeah i went to go through it and we we're like bumping shoulders and i was like there's no fucking way <laughs> that this room is as big as it looked like on the on, on fucking pictures right so if you're ever, ever buying a house don't go off the pictures show up in person for sure before you buy the house unless you're going to flip it and you can do whatever you want but anyways oh, yeah. that's just that's something that yeah, just yeah. threw me off kind of be able to kind of give that go that effect you know what i mean yeah a good, good so here's a here's a pro tip for that kind of like you know how uh everything seems so wide when, when it's a GoPro, but if you really like pay attention, which no one, a lot of people don't, they call it uh, lens distortion. So your subject stays straight, but you'll notice like, for instance, like the, the line of this uh, uh, flag right here, it would have like a bow to it. And it kind of ends up like a circle. Uh, so your things that you would notice that should be straight will have like a bit of a curve to it. And what's that doing, what that's doing is essentially taking the inside, the center, like the guts of your photo and really spreading it out wide. So it's, once again, anything under like, and I know, you know, if, if, any of, if anyone's in here that understands photography, they'll get like the millimeter, but anything under like a 15 millimeter uh, lens is just, it's ex extremely wide. It'll take in so much of the scene that it'll really stretch that center stuff. That's that's awesome, man. That's, that's definitely awesome. Uh, so... Um, going, going back to that too, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, right? And it was, uh, Katie says, before we go, Katie says she'd miss you yeah. so much. By far, this is her favorite podcast. Thank you so much, Katie. It means a lot to me. But you mentioned this earlier about, um, photography. Do you find it okay. difficult to like stick to a schedule because of the demandingness of, of the photography or like your, your job mostly inter interfering? I know you said you did a little um, bit, but. Well, yeah. So not really in a way because I can, I can, you know, it's nice to be able to schedule it, schedule my sessions when I'm in town, uh, whenever I want to schedule, whenever I want to schedule it. The, the great thing about having, um, the corporate 
like the corporate the corporate accounts is I get paid uh, I get paid regardless of whether I'm working or not from from SeaWorld and Bush Gardens. Uh, so kind of like on retainer. And so I'll, I'll get the same paycheck, you know, at, at the beginning of my contract, it's a five-year contract. I'm, I think almost four years into it. Um, at the beginning of the contract, I send in an amount to do all the marketing for them. Uh, they, you know, they approve, their lawyers look over it. My lawyers look over it. We, we both sign and I have a contract for five years. The, 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 the unfortunate thing, uh, you know, the pandemic obviously is a, is a horrible thing, uh, but no one saw that coming four years ago, you know, and the break contract on their side is uh, definitely not a fee that they want to pay me at all. So they got to continue. They unfortunately had to continue to pay me uh, through the pandemic. Now that's also what that's why like now, uh, now all the work's starting to catch back up where the goal was initially to do one park about every three to six months. Uh, so I get, I get paid uh, every, every two weeks from them. Uh, but essentially they would just send me to a park about, you know, three or four months apart, do that park. I'd be there for about 12 days. They fly me out. They put me up in a hotel. Uh, I shoot all day, edit all night. When I'm done, I come home. I really don't hear anything from them for three months. Um, now everything's starting to catch back up. That's why, you know, it's Tampa three or four weeks ago and it's San Antonio last week. And it's now they're trying to be like, okay, you know, we still need to keep our time frame. We basically took a year off, so they're really trying to jam it in. So when I'm here and I'm home, I try and be with my family as much as I can. I have two children. I have a five-year-old son, four-year-old daughter, uh, and my wife. So I try and try and spend as much time as I can with, with them. But honestly, with the it. That kind of a corporate gig, it, it pays really well. So I pass on a lot of work or pass it off to a lot of people uh, just because it's not necessary. Not that it's not conducive to my to my time uh, to do it. But yeah, sometimes I just, I'd rather sit here and stream. You know, I pass on a lot of stuff to sit and sit and stream and try and do a little bit of entertainment or, you know, push sessions. But um, it's not as, it's really not that demanding. Uh, as far as, I mean, sometimes you'll get clients that are like, hey, I need a headshot and it's going on. I need a, a headshot for a magazine cover I'm going to be on. I need a few days and once you're, you know, then it's kind of like a time crunch. But, you know, through the 24 hours of the day, if I'm in town, I can usually, I can usually get it in pretty easily. Oh, and yeah, that's, that being said, like you said, family time is 100% important. I'm sorry, I can't stutter in here a little bit. Like I'm, I'm wife married um, 12 years. Twelve years, going on twelve and a half years now. So, definitely, like it, it's my wife and my kids. I got two boys. One's uh, he'll be eleven in August, and the other one just turned eight. So, like, I definitely when I'm home, that's why I stream so late, right? Because like I try to get as much time with my yeah. family as possible. Because you know, my job, I can go out that door one day, right? And uh, not every day, but uh, in case you didn't know, I'm a soldier. Okay, and so I can go down, you know, and get on the deployment orders, and then I'm not coming home. I, it could be a situation where I don't, even, I don't come home. Like I have a bracelet right here from a, a guy I work with. All right, these bracelets you see, see them on soldiers. Basically, it's uh, fallen soldiers. Okay, he uh, he went for a run one night. Okay, and then uh, just here on local, this wasn't even out there, right? He went for a run one night, had a heart attack, passed away, and he's got two young kids. 
right so it's a situation like we don't know like that's that that's uh, that's everyday life that's not necessarily being a soldier but that's everyday yeah, life yeah. so family time and my 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 point is simple is family time for sure is 100% if you have a family out there that's that's where my priority is and then I'll come to the schedule and I'll stream and I'll do what I can do like so I'll usually stream sometimes in the mornings on the weekends when they're sleeping <laughs> so I was like okay so now I'll wake up time to make the breakfast let's go ahead and knock this yeah. out and uh so definitely 100 percent uh family time is yeah, important i always say to people that like don't have that don't have kids and i you know it's funny when you don't have kids and you're out partying and you're out doing your thing you don't really think of it but like the easiest way that i would describe it to to someone who doesn't have kids is like um you think that like you know that sort of that life maybe of you know uh being able to be uh, as promiscuous as you want, going out and getting beer guys and uh, doing all that stuff. Like you think that's fun and you think that stuff matters. And then like when, and then you have kids and you realize like nothing has mattered like until this point. It's just, it's so weird how it, just a light flips and all of a sudden it's everything is for like a, a different entity that forever was just, you know, basically when i look back at it, it just looks as as selfish but that's yeah man they're everything like yeah that's True definitely vibe. definitely 100 percent is how, how i see it too like i seen this one tv show episode it was they're making fun of it a little bit and i forget the show off the top of my head i want to say it was modern yeah. family when like they uh they have a, a child and they go to this other friend's house that they used to know for a while that they're like oh bring our kids out you know let the kids play a little bit and then you see them walking around with dogs and then the looks on the other faces of the parents with the actual kids right or like like you know they're like i i thought you had kids oh yeah i keep we keep calling them our kids it's like that's the situation where like no like you have to and then everybody doesn't know what the hell they're doing i don't say you can read a book you can do this you can do that no parent knows exactly what the hell they're doing if you have any kid, you'd know exactly what I'm talking about. And we're all scared that we're going to raise a serial killer. <laughs> you know, or something like that. But so it's always about putting that forth, that, the attention that they need, making sure they have the life skills that they need to, to grow up. Like I so said, I got an 11-year-old, you know, and I'm making sure that he, when he gets out there, he knows about voting. He knows about living on your own, you know, money, credit. That's the next eight years is going to be designed toward making sure that he knows all this information. So when he walks out that door, if he walks out that door right away, right, that he has all the information he needs, he can learn as they go, but he's not going to fall flat on his face. And if he is, he, he knows that daddy, mommy, they're, they're here to take care of him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, appreciate it. Didn't mean to take that part of the time frame, man. Didn't mean to bore you out a little bit of that and bum all the uh, listeners and chat out there. No. Sorry. No. Uh, so is there, uh, we mentioned Warzone earlier, brother. Right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I, a lot of people stream it. To me, it's like very an oversaturated streamed game. If that makes sense. Like, every, yeah. it seems like every now everybody's streaming Warzone. This is it. This is that. This is this, right? Um. So, I'll I'll stream it every now and again, right? And I'll play it because, like, if I'm gonna talk trash about something, I'm gonna have the information in front of me. I'm not gonna just gonna talk trash that I don't know about, right? So, is there a game that you won't that you will play but won't stream, or a game that you won't play or stream, and why? Is there a game that I'll play and won't stream? 
Not, not really, dude. I mean, any game that I wouldn't. Not really. I mean, I just don't. I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy playing Blackout, even though it's that that love hate relationship we touched on earlier. Um, but there's nothing I play off the scenes, and if I did, I'd stream it. You know what I mean? And people, no. can, people can either vibe with me. Or they can't. Like I said, so there's some streams that I'll pop into that I find uh, that I find value in, and it's never for the gameplay. One of them uh, that I'll shout out is a, a Facebook streamer who, if you guys are familiar with Warzone, I'm sure you know him, but his name's the Hitman, and this guy's fucking gameplay is just absolute dog water. He's so bad. He's so fucking bad, but he's funny as shit. So when you go into his stream, there's a lot of entertainment value to it. He's super funny. He dresses the part. Um, it's it's funny, dude. I have a good time watching the stream, even though I don't like watching the game. And it's just for how he responds to the chat. I have a lot of that inside of me. You know, he's talking about, you know, having, <laughs> you know. Oh, I've definitely been, been in his chat. His chat yeah. small, like that shit's funny to me. So and to just and to just tell it how how you tell it how you see it you know what i mean and that that so there's if i played it i would stream it and if you wanted to pop by and say cool cool at the end of the day man i'm not worried about viewers and i'm not worried about that the people that the people that like to hang to me i find that i attach more to a personality than a game so Definitely. if i like the person i'll watch them whether what they're playing or not you know Oh, yeah, that's a good good last bit. Look at that. Alexander says, yeah, Hitman is the dude, man. I would watch him play Tetris, like, for sure. Like, I, I've been in his chat, man. I'm telling you, I've been in watching his yeah, gameplay. Like he said, yeah, isn't quite the best at the game, so but funny. He, his energy is amazing. <laughs> like, he's just, he's all about, like. His so, energy's so good, dude. And his chat just, it's so funny because, like, you'll see his supporters just, you know, they'll have the sub badge of like nine months and they're just roasting him so hard telling him how bad he is. And he's just <laughs> laughing about it. Like, it's just, it's funny. It's funny. They're like, uh, so one of my guests a few, uh, I guess a few weeks ago, he, he said there's two kinds of streamers, right? And I completely 100% agree with him. He said there's a streamer or there's a gamer who streams and a streamer who games, right? And uh, yeah. basically the difference between the two is like, we'll go with Hitman versus Shroud. Okay, Shroud would be a gamer who streams all about the, he's dude. You you want to learn about the game? Watch him, all right. But the streamer who games is all about the entertainment. Yeah, he's gonna play the game. He's gonna have fun. He's Just he's pure skill. doing his shit, right? That's the streamer who games. And he's like, if you don't if you don't like it, hey, whatever. It is what it is. I'm having fun. My KD might be point two, but like you said, you've been subbing for nine months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> my condom fell off again. Yeah, glue that on there. Uh, so yeah, man. I, Muhammad, welcome to the chat. Travis, welcome like to the that. chat. Tico's tacos, welcome to the chat. Ani, welcome to the chat. That's smart. Yeah, so that's exactly. And then once he said that, and it was like a light bulb bush popped in my head, and I was like, you know what? Hell yeah! All right, and then like I've had a couple of guests that says, you know, you don't come to me for gameplay, and the same thing with me. You don't come to Encrypted to learn how to play Cold War or how to play Blackout for sure. You ain't gonna learn how to play Blackout. Yeah, but. You're going to get a good entertainment value for sure if you hang out with me long enough. And then you're going to see me just yeah, man, like, call everybody like a cheater I like when I get smacked. Of gamer who streams and streamer who games. I like that. Yeah. That was uh, one of my previous <laughs> previous guests. That's all of our <laughs> go-tos. 
But uh, as far as that goes, uh, so okay, well, yeah, I mean, like you I said, have dead silence and don't watch the kill cam. Reason why everyone they didn't, you know. Yeah, for for real. Reason why I asked that question is because, like I said, there's a big stigma out there that if you're a streamer, you gotta be great at the game, right? And then I was like, well, no, fuck. Like you said, Hitman, prime example. Like, no, you you don't. You play the game to have fun. We open up our lives, no, you know, man. and we get to know in the my, people. In my head, I, I love the analogy of that you that that you gave. Yeah, I like the the gamer who streams or streamer who games, and it, it, the fact of the matter is, people like I mean and. And Shroud's a great example here. If you go in there and you want to watch him snipe, you'll be your mind's going to be blown the whole time. But it's the the context, the the content is so dry. You know what I mean? He's no not really involved with the chat. He's strictly into the game. He's just he's just doing the the, the only person that really pops out to me that kind of hits like he he makes me laugh a lot, and he's still pretty decent at the games he plays. Is like one of the fucking biggest streamers is. Uh, Dr. Disrespect. Oh, yeah, definitely. He still dresses the part. He's super fucking funny. But he's pretty fucking good in most of the games he plays. So he kind of has his feet in, like, both of those pools. So that's uh, that, I think, is pretty cool because that is, that is a hard thing to do. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You, it, plus, not only that, when we're chatting, right, and we're, we're reading our chat, it's, it's hard to just be completely focused on it, especially because like, I've been playing a lot more Cold War because I want that dark matter so bad. Right, and I think I'm about to unlock my yeah, third right AR, there. so I'm like right there for diamond like ARs. So like it's a situation where like okay, yes, it's it's hard because we sometimes we'll we'll lose it, we'll get focused in the chat, even a game like Blackout. Like we'll okay, it's two v one, like let's fucking let's knock this out. All right, like I'm about to fuck these guys up and get this dub for y'all, and then I hold on a grenade too long or something and blow myself up. I've done that plenty of times, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did. But yeah, Doctor Disrespect is also one of the, my favorite curse, ones. I call it the curse of streaming. Definitely. Yeah, he's he, he's a great one. The uh, I always call it like the curse of streaming. Like there's there's this weird. Even though you're you're trying to interact with chat and you're trying to do all those things, you feel this weird sense of uh, like like you got to provide not just the content but the wins as well. You know what I mean? And have high kill games. Uh, for people to hang out so you feel this like this pressure we always you know me and a couple people uh, that i play with that stream we always make jokes about saying like dude the moment you turn that stream off you'll have like 17 kill games yeah, right. just be going off having a great time and then you'll flip that stream on and you can't find people you're just getting third partied or you're dealing with stream snipers it, it becomes the pressure from like trying to uh create good content for the however many people you may have watching you you, do, you definitely do feel it Definitely, like definitely, and I, I played off streams when I like okay, like I'll have a little bit of time. I'll come back. I'll play a little bit of blackout, and I'll be like, hell yeah, I'll be like top four, right? Not even camping. Run around. I have like fucking four or five kills. I'm like, yeah, why the fuck can't I get this on cryptic gaming? Like, what's what's up with that? You know, like it just happens all the all the time. <laughs> but uh, so uh, that being said, like you said, you play a lot of uh, blackout, right? So. Do you feel obligated to play Blackout? Mm -hmm. Because if you would play a game like Warzone, like you won't have that uh, that viewership that you normally would. Is there a situation like you have that fear, or do you have that that obligation, or do you do it because you simply love um, the game? I will. You know, every time a new every time a new Call of Duty out comes out, I have that uh, that thought. You know, 
like when Cold War came out, because I'm, I'm, we're all always really excited for new games and new content, and Call of Duty puts one out every year when they really don't don't need to, in my opinion. But you get that um, the hype to play the new game, and you're worried if your viewership's gonna gonna agree with that. You know what I mean? So there is uh, that's kind of like a weird position to be in to want to play a game, but you feel you definitely feel obligated to play the game that you grew your community off of, you know? And if you really want to grow at like a huge rate, um, you know, you got to stick like super, super current with the times and be streaming what everyone's watching. And um, I just, you know, I, I stuck with Blackout not only because that's where I built my community and I saw that that's what they wanted to watch and I was happy to provide that. But I also just am not a fan at all of the 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 basis of Warzone, I guess. You know what I mean? To me, it doesn't really play. Uh, it doesn't really play like a BR. I feel like from what I watch, um, the hacking is in it is absolutely ridiculous. Now you, I know you can turn off cross-platform and just play against other console players. Um, but I mean, you, you watch even the big streamer. You watch Picnic Basket. You watch any any of the big Facebook streamers that just stream uh, just stream Warzone, and even them in their games, they're dying four, five, six times and just getting bought back, bought back. Like to me, you know, when I first started in like Modern Warfare Two, and you're grinding for nukes and Moabs and uh, V two rockets and whatever the nuclear is, like before Call of Duty is like that's I, I I would consider myself before BR. I was just like a quote unquote, we'd call each other like a, like pub stompers. You know what I mean? You would go into public matches and just, you know, go 50 and two and drop a nuke. And, you know, it was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of fun. So you, that's just how to me, Warzone plays. I don't think it plays like a BR. They, they did too much to, um, appeal to the masses in my opinion. I think a lot of people tried blackout. I think they didn't feel like they hit the nail on the head because they gave you one life, one chance. And people, you know, the majority of people that play the game are people getting off work and they may have an hour to play here and an hour to play there and they don't have the time to grind it like maybe some of the younger kids or maybe some of the streamers or um, all that stuff. So you, you make, a, you make a, a product that's more marketable to the masses. And Activision and Call of Duty, you know, it's a business, it's a company. So they're trying to sell, sell you skins and sell this. They need, they need, they need player... Uh, you know, they need numbers of players to make that happen. And when you appeal to the masses, more people will stay and spend the money. And to them, they don't care how good the game is. They don't give a shit how good the game is. That's why they let the let the hackers stay where they're doing. They want to make the most money that they can. And uh, unfortunately, it looks like they feel like they hit the nail on the head with Warzone. And but yeah, I can't. I don't see Warzone going anywhere. It's going to be like the new Fortnite. They may update it. They may do weird things to the map here and there. They may change some guns, introduce this. But it looks like for the foreseeable future, Warzone is the battle royale that Call of Duty feels like they're they're winning with. So that's that to me is a bummer. Well, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one who actually thinks that as well. Like for me, like I said personally, like I. When it first came out, like, first of all, I've been in people's chats where they're like, oh, I love, I've been following Warzone for two years. No, you haven't. Warzone came out March 2020. So you haven't watched it for two years, first of all. All right. Second of all, yeah. like, I, I started, I gave it, a, I gave it a fair shake, man, because like, I like, I love Blackout and I was like, oh, here's Call of Duty. Now they have a, 
better map, a more graphic updated map. And I was like, I'm going to give it a shot. If you go back in some of my streams, you'll see that I still suck. I don't give a shit. Right. Even if I streamed one the other day with, uh, with a couple other guys I know. Right. And I'm trying to give it a fair shot. Right. But I just, like you said, the mechanics of it, how the way the movement in it, like the gunplay, the fact that like I have to shoot a gun and reload three times before you die or take any damage is bullshit. Right. Yeah, man. Right. And yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels this way. Ryan, welcome to the chat. Sorry I missed that. Um, but here's the, and I had a, I have a small little podcast about this on my podcast sites, right? And this is just like Dear Call of Duty, why uh, where's my uh earth shattering war zone update? Right? Because that, that's what they would mention on their website, right? And then they did it all they did. First of all, I don't understand the concept in their brain of how if they drop a nuke, it goes back in time. But that's something that we're going to, we can talk about that later on. But like, all they did was destroy a stadium, changed a couple buildings here and there. But it's the exact same map, exact same gunplay, it's the exact same everything. Oh, they, no, they, they changed the gulag yeah, again for the fourth time. Because like I said, they feel like they're winning there. And they are. They are. It's a free-to-play game that they're not dumping this much money in. Yeah. It's a free-to-play game, and they're making all this money. Even down to the mechanics of, like, you know, in comparison. And obviously, I'm 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 a Blackout player. I think Blackout's a better game. So, they, you know, these are all just, just my opinions. But, you know, when you're sniping, like, just look at the difference in sniping. And all of the, the entire everything that's put into Warzone, and like you're talking from that average player that might just uh, play when he gets home from work for an hour or two, what they're trying to do is bridge that skill gap of players that are really good at the game and players that are just everyday players but making it playable so you bring in uh skill-based matchmaking and but even down like and my for instance for that is the sniping like if you're trying to snipe in blackout you got a paladin in your hand you have to give a realistic lead to your shot uh account for bullet dip which may not be exactly uh how it would be in real life i understand that but there's a skill that comes into learning how to snipe in blackout you pick up a sniper in Warzone, you just put the fucking crosshairs on him and it hits him. You know what I mean? There's no, it's like playing multi, it, it is like playing multiplayer. There's no realism to it that they, you can't shoot your teammates. They take team shooting out. Like it's, the whole thing is just based, it's a, it's a, it's a glorified different version of a multiplayer. Like I noticed that the other day, like I was like, oh shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize three times for actually shooting this dude. And I realized uh, he didn't take no damage. Here I am trying to get ready to offer some plates like that. It's the same thing was why I don't play core when I play multiplayer. It's the exact same reason. Like it, people start dropping all kinds of grenades and whatnot, and it just start it's it's a it's a clusterfuck, right? Is what is what it is, right? And then now a situation yeah. where if you play hardcore, you play games like you said, like Blackout, where you have shoot shoot me, motherfucker, and then see what happens, right? And then I die, and then now I'm like, okay. It, it takes more skill in that aspect, playing hardcore, playing games like that, where you're able to be able to shoot in between your teammates and not damage any single one of them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that's the situation. Like like so like the, I can go in a war zone all day, man. I like you said, I'm I'm the same way, man. I play it because I'm trying to give it a fair shake, especially after the the earth shattering war zone update that was pissed me off more than anything but yeah two-day event for this by the way and like you said they just because they're getting it's a free they're making all this money from it you can buy blueprints you can buy this you can buy that you can buy that and they're just making all this free free money off of it and i'm just i'll be interested to see if they they do another blackout yeah. similar game 
but I, I don't see it. I don't see it personally. But I mean, I hope they do. I would be so pumped if they put out a blackout too. Uh, I just don't. Like I said, I feel like they. I feel like their business model. They just. They just feel like it's ten out of ten from the Warzone side. So why? Why change it? I mean, look at look at the look at the business model that Fortnite put out, which Fortnite is still. Although it's not the hype that it was, it brought the attention. So for me, Fortnite's what brought a lot of attention to battle royales. I have never, still to this point, I make jokes about it on my stream all the time, um, and that's all they are are jokes. I have never dropped in to a Fortnite game. I've never played it once. I've never tried to play it once. It feels like it looks like a cartoon. There's nothing <laughs> realistic about it. There's you're walking around breaking down walls with a hammer. It feels like a uh, Crash Bandicoot got a gun and now you got to go kill stuff. It just doesn't make. Hey man, just, I've, I've never dropped into a game, never downloaded onto my console. Don't not Crash Bandicoot. Uh, now that's a great game. <laughs> but yeah, I see you, man. And uh, yeah. Fortnite, Fortnite is more appealing to that yeah, BR but, for, for for kids, though, in my opinion. And it's like again, everything that I say on my podcast and streams is a completely one hundred percent opinion. Sure. Check that shit because. It, it is what it is. It's an opinion. All right? It's my thoughts on it. This is what I'm doing. But anyways, for me, I see a, it's more geared to like kids mm -hmm. and being able to get that into that that uh, that experience. Me personally, dude, I can't build for shit. Like I, I've dropped into a map. I'm not going to lie. Call me whatever the hell you want. I've dropped into a Fortnite map and it's not bad. It's just like you said, it's too cartoonish. <laughs> it's too cartoonish and it's, uh, it's just a, you don't get a lot. Right, and then you, the building to me is just no. Okay, why destroy a building to build another building? But that's just again, I don't, I don't understand that aspect of it. But uh, appreciate your thoughts on that as well, brother. Uh, so again, there are like a lot of streamers out there that are still doing. They're they're still streaming they, Fortnite they came out with one br. Fortnite. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So the whoever. Whoever, it's geared, whoever they geared it towards, they're hitting the numbers they want. Facts. So in their head, like when you're when when you're the makers of Fortnite, why change it? And that's what and that consistently shared in viral memes and every, you know you got people talking about it on TV and people talking about it all over the place on social media. Why change it? Why rock that boat? Yeah, I mean that's that's a it's a. Absolutely good question, and I don't have an answer for that personally, brother. Like, uh, but you're right; they're they're hitting their markers on that Warzone. They're hitting their markers on Warzone. That that's this yeah. is what they're gearing it toward. They're like, okay, a different when it first came out it was a different multiplayer experience. Now all of a sudden it's a BR, right? And I'm mm -hmm. still playing. I'm still like I'm gonna get like this hunt for Azler challenge. I did it. I did it in Warzone because it's one of the easiest things to do. You have to go around getting the opening supply crates. And then I got these dog tags on my weapon that when I do play Call of Duty Cold War, because I, I genuinely like Call of Duty Cold War, man. It's one of the better multiplayers since uh, Modern Warfare 3, in my opinion. Right? And, and the maps and all that, because it's going right back to, to the uh, old standards. And like, so I'm getting all these extra stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I like the multiplayer a lot. But uh, that being said, man, so just another cu couple questions here, man, for you that I have, like I said, I've prepared. Like, there is a lot more streamers out here than there was two years ago, right? So, and there's a lot on Blackout still. There's a lot on Warzone. There's a lot on Cold, mm -hmm. Cold War. Have you ever thought about, like, 
like stopping because of that much or stopping because of personal reasons or stopping because of family reasons or anything like that. Like just getting overwhelmed with the, um, the pressure to put out a live stream. Have you ever thought about going, you know what? I'm, I'm done. What was the, what was the last part? Of the- so I guess uh, I'm having audio issues. Uh, Have you ever thought about like stopping because of like the pressure, feeling the pressure to, uh, you cut, you cut out for a quick, quick second there. Nah, man, because that's like, you know, I, I get a lot of people in my in my stream that come by and most people, it's it's a lot of people that uh, they've probably not maybe stumbled across my stream on Facebook and they always make comments about, uh, you seem so calm when you're in a gunfight. Like, it doesn't really compute to me like that. Um, So I, I do it because... Of, in total honesty, I've met a lot of people through streaming that I have super good relationships with that I would say almost feel like personal. You know what I mean? We live in different states, but you know, you know, you, you end up like uh, attracting uh, attracting like-minded individuals. I would say so that that community that I have that is stuck with me, I feel like you know maybe sees some of them in me or you just you'd be friends in real life you know what i mean and that's what that's what keeps me doing and if i hold 10 streamers great if i'm in there and there's you know 50 to 60 streamers or 10 viewers great um or if i'm up there on a good day and holding 60 60 viewers great like that those are uh, there's not really any pressure behind you you do feel a pressure but not not enough that would make me want to be like man fuck this i'm not going to stream anymore yeah, that's a good good answer for sure. Like, yeah, I just, I mean, you know, you got a lot of people out there you're going, okay, and it's just advice for like the smaller streamers out there, the ones that, that are still working on, on starting and trying to give their community and they're playing games like like Warzone, and, like I said, which would be an oversaturated game, except in my opinion, right? But us, uh, like, do you ever find it more of like a job to do this as well? Like to, to put out that streaming as a job, as another full-time job on top of a full-time job or... Do you feel more like like a hobby, like you like to do it, and then you have fun? It can, it can feel like that a lot of time, and like I said, when you're you'll you'll go through you'll you'll go through highs and lows when you stream, you know. And you'll when you're when you're going through a low and you're not grinding, you're not having good games. That it feels like work, but when everything's vibing and everything's clicking, it it doesn't feel like work, man. You're just you're just out there having fun with with yourself or your chat or your buddy you're playing with um and it's harder it's harder now to be streaming a game in my opinion like blackout because the only people that stuck around are the people that really enjoyed the game and they've like significantly improved so i feel like every fight in blackout you either have a like level three bot or you just have a sweat that's yeah you know another master prestige that's stuck around for the whole time so it's it's so much harder to grind wins now. Like when the when the game first came out, uh, I remember those first couple months. I didn't play it for like three months because uh, I was still playing the main guy I play with. Uh, shout out Boss Hog. The main the main dude that I that I have all my duo when, when duos when wins with. Uh, his name's Boss Hog, and I started playing with him a couple Call of Duties ago. When this one came out, that whole little clique that he played with was all all started playing Blackout. Um, and I was still grinding, uh, the multiplayer cause that's always been what I've done coming from that, like 
pub stomping mentality, uh, you know, was I think, dude, in World War, uh, in World War Two, I think the twenty-five kill streak was called. A, it, it was called a V two rocket. I had over a. Th I had over a thousand of, the, of these things, so I would just slay lobbies. Like, imagine having a thousand nukes in 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 a Cold War. You know what I mean? So I always had. I was always a multiplayer player, and he he kept telling me like, "Dude, you gotta fucking, you gotta get on this blackout shit." And eventually, I tried it, and you know that that hook got got set. It was you know I had a lot of fun. So from there, it was always just wanting to play blackout. That is that is amazing. Uh, and like we've all been like that as well. Like sometimes, like I had a stream yesterday and I started playing Blackout because again, I generally love Blackout. I think it's one of the greatest BRs out there, not just with COD, right, but just in general, right. I think it's one of the best BRs. Not enough, um, not too much cover, not too less cover. Perfect amount of balance between the weapons, and uh, and not just balance being like if I shoot a pistol, it's gonna hit as much as a fucking AK forty-seven. No, like you. Mm -hmm. Like you got, you got your snipers, you got your pistols, and that's what they're they're gonna shoot like. You're not you're not gonna be able to pick up a pistol and op that fucking thing if you dual wield it and shoot across the fucking map and get two kills. You know what I mean? Like, and if yeah. if anybody knows what I'm talking about, knows what I'm talking about, right? Right. <laughs> and uh, so like that, I do I do love that. And then like my my brothers jumped on last night and they're like Cold War. And I was like family man family is important to me 100 percent. this is why i started you know everything i do is for my family and friends and if i got friends that are family and i got family that are friends right and uh so i was like okay yeah. fuck yeah all right so i ended my stream started a new stream started playing some cold war I'm getting smacked he was talking shit because i was getting smacked because i just i transitioned from blackout to cold war so if anybody doesn't know that like that's a big play style change Right, so like it's a situation where I started getting smacked, and I started getting back up there, but huge, yeah. Uh, so, um, that being said, real quick, we're we're getting getting short on a little bit of the hour that I told you I was going to take from you, and we're going to go over that a little bit. I think is there any advice that you have to aspiring streamers that you've learned over your time? By the way, how long have you been streaming again? I don't think we 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 caught that. How long have you been a streamer? Uh, so I started streaming, I made my account, uh, it was the day after Christmas of 2019. Um, so I really, like, I really started grinding, like consistently streaming when the pandemic started. I, I would stream here and there. Uh, with, without that much, there was no consist. I, I, I did find the things that, that worked when, when you stream. And if you want to grow, it's consistency. It's being on at the same time every day. It's, you know, trying to have a positive attitude during your stream. Uh, these are the things that make people hit that follow button. And, you know, whether you're trying to, uh, be able to enter the level up program at first and you need this many followers or whether you're trying to open up the supporter badge and you need this many returning viewers over this amount of time or whether you're trying to make partner or whatever it is uh there's always like a goal in mind so you definitely uh you definitely find out really quick what works and what doesn't work and consistency is a really big thing so i found you know when i was home that much with the pandemic and i put the kids down i, I had a good amount of time to hop on every day consistently and that's when i would really gain you know, 
somewhere in between, uh, you know, 10 and 30 followers per stream. Uh, but you gotta, you just, you gotta be consistent to do that. Definitely. Um, definitely consistency is, is, is one that I'm hearing a lot is definitely being, having that consistency and having that, that somewhat schedule. Now, if streaming every other Monday is what you can do, that's your schedule, right? They know that, okay, he was on this Monday, but he was on last Monday, that kind of situation. As long as you have that kind of, some kind of schedule, they're going to know, and they're, and your loyal fans, your loyal followers are going to gear their schedule around your schedule. But, uh, but again, like you said, also yeah. knowing your goals, right? Like, I don't know anybody, okay, personally, let me put that word, personally in there, that will make a decent living off stream. You, you know, if you have a family, if you're a single man, by all means, probably you can probably do it. But anybody that has a family, personally, I don't think I know anybody other than those, those select few at the top, right? I don't know anybody that can actually do it as a family. So if money is your goal, I, I think honestly, in my opinion, find another hobby, <laughs> like to, to to start monetizing. And in, in my opinion, excuse me, yeah, if, if you're if you're I don't let's see that's kind of you hit something that I've thought about a lot uh over the course of my streaming career if you're attempting to get into streaming your initial thought of like maybe buying just a webcam and or maybe just streaming off the free software that's on a PS4 right if your main goal is that you want to become like super rich off of it it's just it's it's probably not what you want to do it's so much more of a grind than that and you got to reinvest a shit now granted um a lot of the stuff that you have is kind of built up over time but i mean you, you spend a lot of money on on the stuff you you see to come out I, I have a i don't know if anyone's in here who's seen my stream before i was having uh issues with linking my camera to discord so i ended up having to hook an old webcam up uh, to get it to work but i normally shoot off this same camera that i take photos on i will shoot the video off of and link it into my computer and uh you know i have voice changers and you know there's a lot of stuff that it's if money is your only factor you can go get a job that pays the money you want don't yeah. don't, For real. don't think you're gonna make a big streaming because there's only going to be a small select handful of people like everyone you're you're thinking of the, the the Nick Merks, the picnic baskets, the the Z laner, the all these people, you're talking about a group of 10, 15 people out of what millions? Millions, like at, the, at least. Numbers just aren't the numbers just aren't there. You're usually streaming because you have some buddies you like to mess around with, and that that tends to be the initial driving factor. Now, if you start to hit big, you may see a different avenue, but it's it was never my never my first thought. Yeah, I'm never going to forget that time as well. Like you said, we're talking about friends getting together streaming. I'm never going to forget the time when I was playing Blackout, and then I heard this weird sound come over my voice, and I was like, who's this fucking guy? And it was this guy, right, that paired me up, like, randomly in random duos using his voice changer. Like, I was like, oh, this motherfucker. I was like, all right, I heard it. What's up? <laughs> Took me like, this shit was fucking, I'm never going to forget that. This shit was awesome. Work if, do, you, do, you, do, you hear it? do you hear it when I do it through this? I definitely hear it for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that'll 
a lot of times i'll like drop you know drop into random duos and just leave my voice changer on and i'll i'll, I'll be streaming but it makes for sometimes funny content because i have like a timmy one too like a super high voice and <laughs> uh people always ask like what's wrong you know i'll try and make it up on the spot they'll be like what's wrong with your oh like what what's wrong with your voice like what, what happened i'll try and make up this elaborate story with this big background and of course my chat's thinking it's hilarious and this poor person's just like please get me out of this game <laughs> all right so that's 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 about all the questions i have man and that seems like it's going to be a natural good natural stopping point let's go ahead and open up to the chat if there's anybody that stayed here the entire hour i do appreciate you that is awesome you have a lot of free time on your hands uh for those that haven't i'm still gonna go ahead and uh and go ahead and read some of these comments starting from the top here my condom keeps falling off this fucking thing how do you glue do you glue this on there oh yours is up that way so that's why all right so um i don't know if you followed some of these some of these we've asked this one's like a snug ass fit that's probably just not real loud so this is a good one this is from ryan uh where was it so when I've been in his, your stream, right? I've seen your stream. You always have those "Would you rather." So this is going to get a little weird right now because yeah. he, he always has these little weird "Would you rather"s in his stream, right? And Ryan wants to know: Would you rather bleach or wax? And that's well, all. That's all I'm getting into that. Like I'm not going to get in specifically. What I you, missed the first part of it. What am I bleaching or waxing? Okay. Would I rather bleach or wax? Yeah. I mean, dude, it's it's 2021 you're doing both right you're not <laughs> both you're doing it wrong <laughs> i guess that that's one way of looking at it i guess like but if i if i only had to pick one i would have i would have ryan wax personally he said you'd have ryan wax <laughs> nice uh so looking at some of yeah. these my computer is acting slow he could pull the strip dude What's your proudest moment? This is from Alexander. What's your proudest moment as a father? Oh, he, Brian said bleacher wax oh, first. Oh, dude. Um, God, dude. Alex going to make me cry on stream. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. If it makes you feel any better, it'll also be on YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, proudest moment... Okay, it's going to be a two-parter. One, the proudest moment I've ever, like, ex experienced in general was just, like, the whole uh, the whole atmosphere of, like, my wife actually giving birth to my first kid. Because I say, like, you know, a wife, or, or, sorry, I say a female becomes a mother when she finds out she's pregnant. A father becomes a father when he sees his kid, right? And seeing like that whole process, like the, the, how proud I was of her was like so amazing to be able to go through some, the coolest thing in the world. My proudest moment as a father, um, man, I'd probably have to say the, so my son just started playing soccer a couple years ago. Um, I grew up playing soccer uh, my whole life. I played uh, at, at a at a pretty high level, uh, like traveling around. Uh, we we called it club soccer in California. A lot of people call it travel soccer or whatever. 
Okay, I'm having one second. I played at the high level, uh, but play internationally. I've played in Spain, Italy, England. Um, I played three years D1 soccer at UCSB. Uh, I've played at a, a pretty high level my whole life. So being able to coach my kid's soccer team and seeing like the 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 passion that he's found around it, like the first time he scored a goal, I was like, this is the coolest thing. And it didn't really click to me, you know, at the time, how much my parents, uh, growing up in California, how much time you have to give to your kid to let them have those experiences. You don't think about that when you're a kid, you know, every weekend I'm in Long Beach or Huntington Beach or, or San Francisco or San Diego. It's these, these long drives, these hotel stays, this money spent, you don't think of like the financial side and what they, you just don't really think what they forfeit to give you what you want. You know what I mean? So to have all that wrapped up and think of it that way and then see my son scores first goal, it was just like, like it made, that made sense to me in that moment. I was like, this is why my dad did it. This is why my dad drove me up and down the coast every weekend, never complained about it. Best attitude, spending I said money two nights in a hotel every weekend like that stuff that stuff adds up and it was it made sense to me in that moment why he did that definitely definitely like uh, i never had a situation like that my son doesn't really play the whole hell of a lot of soccer but the moment like for me i'm gonna answer this one as, as well real quick is that when i looked at him and i saw me right and something that that i would do right like, um, my son did something where he was having trouble, but he ended up overcreating that situation. He was like, I think it was like six at a time and he didn't up doing this and he ended up achieving his goal, but he did it in the most, I would have never thought of doing it like this in a million years. Right. And I was like, and that's my, that's, that's my boy. Right. He, he's creative. Right. You know that he's logical. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not going to accept defeat. He's going to fucking keep moving forward. Right. So that's. That was for, for me. That was one of the times I was like, "That's my son," yeah. you know. Um, so another Katie, I know she said earlier. Uh, Katie, Katie said that she uh, she had a really important question to ask at the end. If you, Katie, if you're still here, what's your what's your really important question you want to ask at the end? While we look at some more here. What was it? I missed that first. Okay, sorry, man. I think we're having a little bit of audio issues right now as well, so I'm gonna have to look into this. Um, futurely but uh katie said she had a very important question at the end she said it earlier in the stream when i was reading the chat so i just wanted to make sure she got a chance to be oh, able to type it in there so if you, katie if you're still here go ahead and ask your very important question for ryan sure. or it's not ryan i'm sorry matt ryan wants to know i'm, I'm gonna change the wordage on this because <laughs> all right <laughs> so he wants to know who your top three favorite streamers are and if you read the, the comment you know that's probably why you're laughing <laughs> oh uh, i haven't read it yet i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna go back and read it i know when you're talking about ryan you're probably talking about revive um definitely <laughs> top three streamers god it's like it's not like a loaded question because i could go like, you, you're saying there's like two million just, out there just blackout or top three <laughs> streamers all time um man i would probably say uh for the for the overall hilarity 
uh, Hitman would be in there because, like I said, I will tune into that stream and watch it. Um, from after, and I like watching uh, I Nelson on Twitch. I think it's I Nelson underscore nine, uh, as I think is I think his name. There, there's something that I find so fun about uh like southern guys and this dude is just like everything about the south combined into one person you know what i mean his draw his manners <laughs> the stuff he says uh i find him i find him hilarious i've never actually met uh so i would say nelson and then probably probably breezy i would say on facebook you know i still i still watch breezy play not that, that the i mean obviously the Communities, I feel like sometimes is shrinking of blackout, but I enjoy watching Breezy's gameplay for the, uh, you know, dude's a beast. He's nasty. His gunny is hard to beat. Not fun to come across. That's okay. Yeah, like for me, like it would definitely have to be uh, Stone Mountain. He takes it to a whole nother level. Right, so Stone Mountain is one of my top uh, top streamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, for sure. Um, I do enjoy yours. All right, for sure. I'm not gonna be an asshole. All right, I do enjoy yours. It just, it, I guess, it just depends on it. If I'm looking no. for for um, funny no, no, content dude. to unwind my shit, I do enjoy your your streams, brother. Um, but it, it just depends on what kind of day I'm having. If I'm trying to like have a good fucking laugh, there's definitely uh, a lot of streamers out there that that can bounce around their raging reactions or yeah or this and That's all that. Fun. I mean, dude, I didn't, I didn't even think about Stone. Those, those, that whole, uh, like, YOLO series he has, that shit cracks me up too, man. Yeah. Like, I discovered him watching YouTube, and I saw where, where he was doing his, his, this is when Warzone first came out, he did his, like, commander voice inside of, uh, inside of Warzone, and everybody was, the reactions of the guys yeah. that he was playing with random quads was just freaking phenomenal, or was it trios yeah. at the time, it was just phenomenal, and I was like, this dude definitely gets streaming. Like this is this is definitely yeah hell yeah. So I started following him since, and I still come in his stuff. Like I watched him when he was doing oh, yeah. when he's trying to do the uh, the two day event. So, um, so Rocco wants to know: Do you think streaming is a fad and may die out in the next few years, or do you? Man, uh, that's a good question. Um, I think. I personally think it would die off a little bit. Okay. Um, it's so hot right now because people people see it as a as a means to like make a really quick buck uh, in a short amount of time. And like we talked about a little bit before in stream, it really doesn't turn into being that. So I, I feel like the people that turn on a stream, maybe they're not consistent or maybe they don't get the results they want. They tend to give up really quick and move on to the next thing. I I think that I think that younger kids are definitely seeing a business model to like out of esports e is one of the fastest growing sports and most expensive sports uh, currently. So there is there is more, but with with that popularity is is going to become even more saturation. And as the saturation grows, uh, it just becomes harder to stand out in a crowd. So I think the people, like I said. The people that are strictly in it for financial reasons, they will be weeded out extremely fast because it just doesn't work like that. Uh, and the people that really want to stick around and do it, you know, that that 
that could be a grind, but I would, I would probably say, you know, to answer his question shortly, I'd probably say it's, yeah, it's a bit of a fad. It'll die on, you know, people find something else. Yeah, I kind of see it that way too. And it's all like you saying too, like it's all your goals and your willingness to, to transform your stream sometimes too. Like I went, like knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, right? And I'm a good podcaster when fucking equipment starts working, but I'm a shitty person in general as a, as a gamer, right? Because I, I, I'm not a good gamer, I'm sorry. Like even though I've been doing it since I was probably about five, like... I don't know if it's my eyes, my reaction, or this is the fact that I'm just a total fucking dipshit. I, I don't know, but I'm not a really good gamer, right? Even though I love the fucking games, but like it's all about what your what your goals are, and then you got to be able to probably change those goals as as you go through it as well. But yeah, definitely, I think it's I think it's a fad too, and I think, but because of the top tier people that are doing it, that are still getting these fifty, sixty thousand people watching them. You know, during certain events or like still sitting at like that, that 12, 15 K people, I don't think it's going to die out anytime soon. So get, get, get your shit when it was, when it's worth, that's just my thoughts on it. Katie, you're back. Did you, did you remember that important question you wanted to ask? Kumar, welcome to the conversation, brother. She wants to know if you would save her or Ryan in a burning building. He said he's probably the one that started the fire. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Katie wants to know if, uh, if you, would you save her or Ryan in the burning building? I said you were probably the one that started the fire. I keep it keep it keeps cutting out at the beginning of the question and after. Ah, uh, the crappy ass audio, yay! So Katie wants to know if you who would you save, her or Ryan, in a burning building? Okay. Oh, dude, I'm always saying saving Katie. Katie, mama, Katie's Katie. the best. I try. I try and pull Ryan from behind me, but uh, Katie's Katie's getting out the window first. Okay, Katie, Katie gets the win on that. All right. <laughs> Ryan would just be too heavy. You know, he'd be he'd be too heavy. But anyways, <laughs> but uh, that's about all the time we got for today, guys. Uh, I got a lot of stuff I got to do today. Uh, definitely wanted to make sure. She says, yes. She's, she's so happy. Uh, sorry we've been having some issues. Uh, this is also going to be available on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you haven't already, go subscribe to Encrypted Nation on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And give us that, uh, she clicked that, <laughs> and give us that five-star rating, guys. Um, each platform is going to have its own unique items as well as parts um, mixed between between every platform. Uh, go check him out, man. El Lothario Gaming. Uh, link is, is in the pinned comment. So if you haven't already, go give him a like. Give him a follow. He said he's going to be streaming right after this. Uh, as always, appreciate you having me, man. And uh, appreciate you just stopping by if you caught any of that. Uh, as always, guys. Yeah, for sure, man. Stay classy. See you in chat. Yeah.